I'm not pulling out of the driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for the drive to work, coronavirus edition. Okay, so I thought today, uh, and maybe next time, I'm not sure I'll get through this in one podcast, uh, I'm going to go through all the pla- all the planeswalkers that have a card um, and talk about where the character came from, why we decided to do the character. So I'm going to sort of walk through all the planeswalkers and as best I can, talk a little bit about where the planeswalker came from. Um, and then I might talk a little bit also about mechanically uh, what we've done with the planeswalker. Okay, so I'm going to go alphabetically, starting with the living ones, and then I will do the ones that have a card that have uh, since died. Um, okay, so first up is a Johnny Goldmane. So a Johnny showed up at the very first time we did Planeswalkers, which was in Lorwyn. He was one of the original, what we call the Lorwyn Five. Um, I think the idea of the original five Planeswalkers was we were just really trying to embody that color. So a Johnny was first designed as just a mono-white character. Uh, we like the idea. Uh, his his shtick is that his magic, he, he can help others. That his magic doesn't really work all that well on him, but it works very well on others. Um, when we first did a Johnny, I think we, he, we played him a little more as a healer. But since then, he's be, he, kind of the, the shtick of his powers is that he, he helps, and, and helps others. That he's very white in nature. And that he's more about helping the group than helping himself. Um, when we, he first came out, he tested the worst of the five. Um, but as people have gotten to know him, he's become a lot more popular. Um, there is a big differential, by the way, between we do testing with people who've never, ever seen the Planeswalkers before and testing with people with, with magic players. So you get a sense of if you know the character, what do you think of him? And just visually, what do you think of him? And he's a bit off-putting to people that don't know the character, but he's much beloved by people that do know the character. Uh, so the people that know him really do love him. Um, he went through a bunch of color changes Early on, he started as mono-white. We had a white-red version because we were trying to show that he was really angry about uh, losing his brother. Uh, but then he kind of settled on green-white. Uh, and because he's all about community, he's ended up being one of our most solid green-white um, uh, planeswalkers. But he is he's base-white, um, so we occasionally make mono-white Ajani's. But he he's green-white when we do two-color. Next, Angrath. Uh, our minotaur, our minotaur dad. Um... I think Angrath came about because when we went to Ixalan, we liked the idea of meeting a planeswalker that was stranded on Ixalan. Uh, and so the sh- him, them being stranded had to mean something. And so we liked the idea that they were isolated from their family. Uh, we ended up making a backstory. We had kids. I think the, I think his wife had died, uh, but he had kids that he was stranded from, and um, he really wanted to leave. We ended up making him... Uh, tie into the pirates. I think he was, he might have been a captain. I know Vrasco was a captain. Anyway, um, and I I think we had talked for a long time of having a minotaur. Um, I think that the reason that we what we wanted to do was something that clearly wasn't from this world, wasn't from the world of Ixalan. So we had to pick a creature type that didn't show up in Ixalan. So it was, it was crystal clear that this was not a creature from Ixalan. And so we had talked about doing a minotaur. I think that's how he ended up a minotaur. Um... And I think he was black-red. Sometimes uh, the idea comes first and we match it. And sometimes um, we do color balancing of planeswalkers and sets. Meaning, oh, we want all the colors to get represented. And over the course of standard, we want to balance. So I think I think we had a black-red planeswalker we had to make. We decided that we wanted to be an outsider. And then we decided to make him a minotaur. Um, 
I, I, I think it worked. I don't think we started with a Minotaur or, or start, I think we sort of started in, we had done the other ones first and like, okay, what we have left is a black, a black red Planeswalker. Next, Arlen Cord. She is our werewolf Planeswalker from Innistrad. Um, interestingly, in the very first Innistrad, I had made a double-faced plane, a double-faced werewolf to be, um, a character, and it wasn't necessarily a Planeswalker, I think, um, but we had talked about having, or no, I think we did talk, we did talk about a Planeswalker, yeah, it was a werewolf Planeswalker, we did talk about this, and then we decided that we were doing, um, in the original Innistrad, uh, Liliana and Garrick have a fight, and Garrick gets, um cursed and goes from being mono green to being black green and that transformation seems so cool we end up using the slot that was originally going to be our werewolf planeswalker to be um um garrick but when we came back we're like oh come on this is just a cool idea we should do a, a werewolf planeswalker um and while we're on Innistrad, because we have double face technology it's kind of interesting to show um we made it red green because that's the colors of uh the plane uh, that's the color of werewolves on Innistrad. uh so we made it red green um, I think she's base green, uh, when she showed up on, um, War of the Spark, I believe she's just mono green. So she's base green, uh, werewolves a, a little bit more green than red, um, so we made her base green, but she's, she's red green. Um, and then one of the interesting things about her is, um, she's one of the few planeswalkers, what, well, like I said, in War of the Spark we made a single-sided version of her. Uh, the, the thing about her is, it's the moon of Innisrad that transforms her. So however she travels to other worlds, she doesn't change because it's the moon of Innisrad that changes her. So if she is a human and travels, she stays human. If she's a werewolf and she travels, she changes werewolf. Um, and I think she, I think she's traveled in both forms. Um, on, in War of the Spark she was human when she traveled, obviously, because her, her card in War of the Spark was human. Uh, oh, the big thing with her is we, we because she's a werewolf, we like her to play nice with werewolves. We give her affinity with wolves. Um, like War of the Spark, she interacts with wolves, for example. Um, but anyway, the big shtick of Arlen Cord is she's, she's our werewolf planeswalker. Ashiok. Uh, so Ashiok first showed up um, in uh, Theros. Originally, it's funny, the the character, before we officially sort of made a character, the fill-in the character while, before, while we were waiting was Dark Jace. Um, we had played around with the idea that there's, uh, the original, the very early ideas for the Theros story, not where we ended up, was there was this creature, um, the main protagonist was going to be a dark version of Jace that was bringing people's dreams to life, or dreams and nightmares to life, and attacking them with it. Uh, and then that character kind of morphed into Ashiok. And then uh, it ended up being a side character, not the main protagonist. Um, but we we liked the idea of someone who plays around the dreams. It didn't end up being Dark Jace, but it was a uh, a planeswalker that sort of, you know, w- w- messed with nightmares and stuff. Um, and because it was kind of a dark version of Jace originally, we, we liked blue-black. Like, it's blue, it's mental, but black, and it's messing with nightmares and stuff. Um, and Ashiok ended up... Um, one of the things that was pretty cool was we decided that um, when we got original pictures of Ashiok, we concepted, you couldn't really tell much about Ashiok, like what Ashiok was, and we really liked that mystery of, of who knows what Ashiok is. You know, no one knows Ashiok. Ashiok is, um, I, 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 might, I might have accidentally used uh, he pronouns, but they're, 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 Ashiok is a they. No one knows what Ashiok is. Um, but the, the mystery of Ashiok is is a pretty cool part of the character. Um, and that it, it's this mystery character that messes with people's, um, messes with people's, you know, dreams and nightmares. And anyway, a cool character. Next, Basri Ket. 
uh, it's a white, a mono white character. We, so, uh, Basri came about because we had a hole for white in a core set. Um, and we were looking for, I think Gideon had died in War of the Sparks, uh, spoilers. Um, and for some reason we didn't want to use a Johnny and I think Elspeth was still trapped on Theros. And we, we said, oh, maybe we can make a new mono white character. Uh, and we came up with this cool idea of a character from Amenkhet. Uh, and somebody who, um, he, he followed a Ketra, um, and then, like, the, it was the results of our devastation that triggered their spark. Um, and so the idea is, and I think Basri has a spear that's made out of an arrow from a Ketra, because he followed a Ketra, um, but anyway, uh, and, and he, he uses sand magic, is, is uh, Basri's thing, um, and so... Uh, I don't know when we'll see Basri again. He was he was a very cool. <coughs> he's a cool character. Okay, next, Calix. Uh, Calix is green white. He's a Nyxborn agent uh, from Theros. Um, so he came about uh, because we wanted a green white inner enchantment matters planeswalker. Um, m- mostly, what had happened was we. We just kind of, we, we had made, there had been a number of artifact planeswalkers, planeswalkers that mechanically, not, not that they were artifacts, although Karn is, but um, not the creature type, they weren't artifacts, but um, they just cared about artifacts. There's a bunch of planeswalkers that have a mechanical connection. Um, you know, Tezzeret, Duretti, um, uh, Dovin in some ways. You know, they're ones that had some connection to artifacts, um, and we really hadn't had much with a connection to enchantments. Um... We had made, uh, what's her name? Um, the one of many masks. Uh, we had made in uh, a Commander product, but creatively, the, she had some issues. Um, so we, had, we decided we are going to make a brand new character. We wanted a brand new character, and so this was a sort of a bottoms-up. We want it to care about enchantments, so it's going to be green and white, the colors that care about enchantments. And then the creative team sort of came up with a character that made sense of that. Um, and it, it was, um, who was, was... was uh, Kellex was made by the gods uh, to to follow Elspeth and kind of, in order to follow it, had a have a spark. So sort of created, Kellex created their own spark. And anyway, um, is now after um, Elspeth, who has left Theros. Next, Chandra Nalar. Uh, so uh, Mono Red. Um, so Chandra is one of the original five, one of the Lorwyn five. Um we created a character that we wanted to just represent red. So the idea of a pyromancer that, you know, is um, very impulsive. Um, you know, just like Chandra was designed just to be as red as you can be. And, and um, very early on, uh, I think the idea of her hair turning on fire was one of the early things. Like we just wanted, how do you make a, a character as red as possibly can be? And Chandra just came out of, out of that. Um, and the other interesting thing was we didn't know where Chandra came from originally, but she had a very spe- steampunk look to her. She had the goggles and a bunch of, a bunch of different stuff. Um, and so when we were trying to figure out where she came from, and uh, we, we had talked about doing a steampunk world, and so it sort of, Kaladesh came out of that, but it was kind of cool that she ended up being from Kaladesh. Next, Duretti. So Duretti, we were making um, a conspiracy... Uh, I think this was it the first conspiracy, second conspiracy. We were making a conspiracy set, and we wanted um, to make a 
somebody from Fiora, which is where Conspiracy is set. And we had talked for a long time about wanting a Goblin Planeswalker. We, we'd never had a Goblin Planeswalker. Um, and so the idea there was they wanted, I think we wanted a Planeswalker. Oh, Doretti? Did Doretti first show up? I think Doretti might have first showed up actually in Commander. Um, we made a Commander set where all of the Planeswalkers could be played as Commanders. And I think we were trying to make a artifact-themed Planeswalker in red. Um, and I think the idea was that goblins are known for sort of fiddling. And like, oh, what, it might be cool to make a, a goblin, you know, tinker, if you will. We, we made a lot of goblin tinkers over the years. And so we ended up making that. And then we ended up making him from Fiora, and he showed up on Fiora in one of the conspiracy sets. Um, I think what happened was we were making it and then we were doing some throw-forwards and we decided that it might be cool if he was from Fiora. Anyway, he's our goblin creature. Oh, the other interesting thing about Doretti is he is in um, essentially a wheelchair. <coughs> I mean, a fancy one that he made because he's an artificer. Um, but he's one of uh, he's one of our um, uh, disability planeswalkers. Next up is uh, Davriel Kane. He is... Uh, black. He's core black. Uh, I don't know. He, he might have some blue to him. Um, so Dr. Kane, um, uh, Brandon Sanderson wrote a novella for us, uh, and introduced this character. Um, he, he, he definitely messes with people's minds and he can steal spells from people's minds and stuff. Um, Anyway, he was made by Brent Sanderson for the novella, and it's a cool character. Um, we ended up finding a slot for him in War of the Spark, because uh, he's core mono-black. He's mono-black because he's core black. Um, actually, I had mentioned this, that we uh, he originally was slotted in, I think as a mono-black card in Strixhaven, but then we came up with the idea that um, Liliana was hiding out as a professor in Strixhaven, so uh, she took that slot. But anyway, he's a fun character. We're going to find a place to use him. Uh, he's, a, he's a pretty cool character. Next, Elspeth, Elspeth Terrell. She is mono-white, mostly. Yeah, she's mono-white. I don't think she's ever shown up anything but white. Um, so she is... I think we first made her as sort of a knight. We wanted to have a knight planeswalker. Um, she showed up in on Alara. Um, and I think we liked the idea... We, one of the things for our... When we do mono-colored planeswalkers is finding aspects of the color. And the idea of... A, a chivalrous knight, and the whole idea of her character was she's someone that just kind of wants to live in peace, but, like, she can't turn away from trouble. Like, she can't not help people. And so she's an interesting character where she keeps trying to get away. Like, like on the surface, she's like, look, I, you know, I, I just want to be by myself, and, 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 you know, she comes from a very traumatic background. I believe the Frexians invaded her world where she's from. Uh, I don't know if we've ever said where she's from, but Frexians invaded her world, and, like, she just kind of can't get away, and she can't not help herself. She, you know, at the core of her heart is she she can't like turn away from people in need. Um, so, kind of the ongoing thing of her is we keep sending her places where she's forced to kind of step up and and be the the the, the knight that she is. Um, obviously, for those and other spoiler here is uh, she got killed um, by um, on on she got killed by the white god on um, Theros. Um, she, he had asked her to, he had sent her on a quest, uh, and she ended up killing Xenagos, uh, and then, he, and then, uh, he killed her. Uh, but anyway, she was in the underworld for a long time. We finally revisited, and she escaped from the underworld. So, Elspeth is back, um, and, uh, 
Anyway, it, it, I'm glad Elspeth is back. Elspeth is a fun character. Next, Garrick Wildspeaker. So Garrick was another one of the original Lorwyn Five. Uh, we were just trying to make a really mono green character, and we liked somebody that was kind of. Um, he's very big. I think he's like eight feet tall. Uh, originally, he has a mask that originally when you saw him, you always saw him in the mask. Eventually, we took the mask off, but um, uh, his first few appearances were just in the mask. But he's he interacts with beasts. We wanted to make him a creature centric, like a big creature centric planeswalker. So he interacts with beasts, and he's the idea is he's real. Um, he is just. Uh, he's a hunter, I mean, not a hunter in, in a, he's like very, uh, of the, of the force, if you will. Um, and, and he interacts with beasts. Um, this super green. Next is Huatli. Um, Huatli came about, uh, two things, basically. We wanted a dinosaur-themed planeswalker. Not a not planeswalker that was a dinosaur, but interacted with dinosaurs. And we wanted her to be native from, uh, Ixalan. Um, and the funny thing is the way the chart worked out, she ended up being red-white in the first set and green-white in the second set. Um, I think our intent was always for her to be more green-white than red-white. Um, but we saw the, we needed, what happened was we were, she was scheduled to be the green-white in the second one. And then we realized there was a hole in the first one for red-white and... We're like, okay, well, maybe we can work her in the story, and the story explains why she goes from red-white to green-white. We often will change... Uh, part of showing growth of Planeswalkers and changing is they'll change in their colors. Um, but anyway, the, the intent when the dust settled was for her to be a green-white Planeswalker, a, a dinosaur-themed Planeswalker. Um, and anyway, so uh, the only reason she was red-white is kind of... We had a slot for her, and so this opportunity to sort of show who she was as a character... Um, I thought that was cool. Okay, next up, Jace Bellerin, Mono Blue. Um, so he's another of our Lorwyn Five. Uh, we liked the idea of, once again, uh, a Mono Blue character that really spoke to being blue. And the idea that we had really early on that is really stuck with the character is blue is all about knowledge. So it seemed cool to have a character that really cared about knowledge, yet was missing information of their own past. And that just seemed like a really cool character. And then the idea we messed around with was that he can mess around with other people's memories, that he sort of um, has telepathic abilities, um, and the idea that he, like, he can do illusions. Everything he did is sort of mental. It's like a mental character. But the idea we really loved was, well, he can mess with other people's memories. He himself is missing his own memories. That he, he kind of, like, he cares about knowledge in a way that most uh, Planeswalkers don't. Uh, and part of it is because he himself is missing information. Okay, next up, Jaya Ballard. So Jaya Ballard uh, first showed up in Flavor Text. Um, she was just this pithy, mono-red pyromancer that would say fun things. Um, interestingly, she's named... Uh, there's a city in Seattle called Ballard, and one of the Flavor Text writers used to live there, and when they were naming the character, it needed, like, a last name, so she just used the city she lived in. So Ballard is named after, if, 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 for those that know, the, the city of Ballard. Um, Jaya first showed up in Ice Age a long, long time ago, back in 1995 in Flavor Text. Um, and we really enjoyed her Flavor Text. She just had a, she was a fun character to write Flavor Text for. So we, she showed up as a legendary character in um, Time Spiral, I think Time Spiral proper, the block at least. Um, and then at some point we decided it'd be fun. She was a Planeswalker from way back when, uh, we decided it might be cool if she's still alive. And so, uh, she's aged quite a bit. Uh, and we wove her into, um, 
the storyline of Chandra. In a lot of ways, by the way, um, when we made Chandra, we liked the idea of what Jaya had been, but we wanted a, a sort of a, a more younger take. Like, uh, So, in a lot of ways, some of the fun of... I mean, Chandra's a different character from Jaya, but there are definitely some elements of Jaya we brought into Chandra. Um, and then we thought it'd be cool if we could, once we realized that Jaya could be alive, we wove her into the storyline of Chandra. She ended up being at the school on Ragatha, where Chandra sort of learned from. Uh, and so anyway, we made an interesting relationship between them. Uh, Jaya is, is one of our older planeswalkers. I mean, older and looks older. We have some planeswalkers that are hundreds and thousands of years old, but, you know, um, like Liliana is very old, but doesn't look very old. Um, where, uh, Jaya actually is old and looks old. Um, but she's a fun character. She's always been a great character. So, um, um, the one tricky thing about her is we try to separate the power suite, uh, between planeswalkers, meaning that they do different things. They're not always doing the same ability. Uh, and so Jaya and Chandra are both pyromancers. So, um, the thing we try to play up is that Jaya has more control over pyromancy than Chandra does. Um, but still it's kind of tricky because they're both mono red pyromancers. So trying to keep them separate has definitely been a challenge. So next, uh, Zhang Yingu. Uh, he is uh, a boy from, I think, the Plain of Mountains and Seas. Uh, and his, the shtick of his is um, he always travels with uh, a dog named Mao. Um, I think technically Mao can turn to stone. Um, we really haven't gone into how exactly he can travel with Mao. As far as I'm concerned... Hey, there's defaults to planeswalking. Normally, you can't take things with you. For some reason, uh, Zheng Yu has some bond with his dog. The dog, I think, can turn to, me- to stone, so maybe when he travels with it, it's stone or something. But he's able to travel with Mao. Um, and so Zheng uh, Yangu came. We made a, uh, a starter game, sort of a corset, if you will, specifically for the Chinese market. Uh, and we made two Chinese planeswalkers that were made for that. Um, uh, Mu Yang, Yanling was the other one. Um, anyway, uh, he's mono green, Yangu's mono green, and, um, uh, in, in Chinese, the, the, what do you call it? Like the, the informal name is second at first. So Yangu is his name. Um, anyway, uh, I think there is, uh, both Yangu and, um, Yanling are based off Chinese mythology, I believe. So the idea of a, a dog that's stoned it comes from Chinese mythology. Um, but anyway, that's, that's where he came from. Next is Karn, the only planeswalker uh, that I actually uh, made, I believe. Uh, I, I had a little bit of hand in some, but as, the, as far as the one I... Uh, Michael Ryan and I made Karn. Uh, Karn came about because we wanted to have an artifact member of the Weatherlight crew, uh, and we came up with the idea of being a golem. Uh, later, it was, it was decided that he was he had been designed by Urza, that he was a creation of Urza, and we well we had always said when we made him that he was part of a legacy, and later turned out that Urza was behind the legacy, so Urza had made Karn. Um, Karn's made of silver; he's a silver golem. Um, we when we first made him, we, he was what we call a gentle giant character. Uh, he he was a bit of a pacifist, um, and the idea was that he. We like the idea of this artifact that really, like, really cared. It's this artifact creature. Normally, when we think of, of artifact creatures, you think of, like, uh, emotionless robots, right? That's not Karn at all. Karn very much cares. And um, he he ended up be- getting a spark from Venser. Um, I'll talk about Venser later on. But anyway, um, but Karn was just his beloved character. We decided to end up making Karn 
a planeswalker. He didn't start a planeswalker. He, he had a legendary card. Um, but anyway, he's been a fun, and he's kind of our artifact planeswalker. Um, I mean, we, we've chosen not to do other card types on planeswalkers for play design reasons. So he's on his card, he's not artifact planeswalker, but he is in flavor in artifact. And his legendary creature was an artifact. Next is Kazmina. So Kazmina um, first showed up in Lord of the uh, that's not, in, uh, War of the Spark. Lord of the Spark. That, that's not <laughs> um, War of the Spark. Um, and uh, she was very mysterious. The one thing we played into was she had some connection with wizards. Uh, we would later learn that she teaches at uh, Strixhaven. So we they all the plan, the, there always was a plan that she was tied to Strixhaven. When we first made the character, we knew that was true. Uh, for a little while, there was talk that she might show up in Eldraine as a um, Merlin-like character, sort of. Uh, and we knew that she was going to be a mentor to the twins, um, to Roan and Will. Um, like, the plan had always been that she lures Roan and Will to Strixhaven, um... And, but originally she was going to show up in Eldraine before she lured them to Strixhaven. Um, anyway, I, we've not said a lot about this. She, she's a little bit of a mysterious character right now. I don't want to give too much away because <coughs> there's, there's fun future for her. Um, but anyway, she does teach at Strixhaven. She is tied to, uh, she's base blue, um, and she very much cares about, uh, making wizards. Okay, next is Kaya. So Kaya is white and black. Kaya first showed up in Conspiracy. I think the first... No, in the second Conspiracy. Conspiracy, uh, take the crown. Um, the story revolved around that the king was killed, but the king was a ghost, King Brago. Uh, so how do you kill a ghost? Well, with a ghost assassin. So Kaya's abilities is she can, um... In comic books, they call it phasing. But she can sort of, um, walk through things, if you will. And in, in that, she can sort of go into the... Ghost, the intangibility of ghost. She can be intangible, essentially. Uh, and she can, um, she can be intangible. And when she's intangible, she can then interact with ghosts and, and kill ghosts. So she has the capability of killing. Kaya's an interesting character in that she's an assassin, but she has a very moral code. Um, and she only kills things that she thinks are, are problematic. Um, anyway, Kaya is one of the characters that joined the Gatewatch. And so she's, um, definitely somebody. Um, uh, she's somebody that, she, she's a, I think she's a very cool character, and, um, I, I have fun with her. She, she, uh, just showed up recently on Call Time, um, which was fun seeing, seeing her with, with, the, with the axes on Call Time. She has, um, she makes these spirit, she can make spirit weapons that are purple, um, that she then uses. Um, okay, next up, Kiora. So, Kiora is a merfolk from Zendikar. Um, she's green-blue. She interestingly first got created because uh, in Duels of the Planeswalker, we had this giant, like, um, blue-green, like, sea monster deck that we made for Duels of the Planeswalkers. And none of our... Uh, every deck on Duels of the Planeswalkers had a Planeswalker that went with it. And so there was no Planeswalker that made sense. Like, Garrick didn't make sense for it, and Jace didn't make sense for it. And so we ended up making uh, Kiora... And then we also ended up making, uh, was it Raul Zarek, I think? Um, so we ended up making a few characters for Duels of the Planeswalkers. Uh, um, Kira was one of them. And then people really liked it, so we ended up bringing her into Magic. So um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so Kira is very in-your-face, 
Uh, she got in a fight with um, Thassa, who's sort of the uh, god of, of water, of the oceans, on, and ended up stealing her bident, which is a weapon she has now. Um, anyway, Kira's pretty cool. She Mostly her whole shtick is she interacts with sea monsters and stuff, uh, and, and, you know, she can control sea creatures. Um, but she's a, she's, a fun, she's a fun character to write, and it definitely has a lot of cool attitude toward her. Um, next up is Koth. So Koth is what we call a geomancer, so he's mono-red. Um, Koth, uh, controls, um, earth and does earth magic. He can make earthquakes, he can do, uh, tap into volcanic energies. Uh, he's sort of an, an, uh, he's an elemental that messes with earth. Uh, Koth showed up, um, Koth from, uh, Mirrodin, and, um... Mostly, Koth's story has been interacting with the Frexians. Um, the, when the Frexians took over and made new Frexia, like he's still there fighting the good fight, I believe, um, uh, along with the rebels on, on there. And anyway, he, he definitely is a, a cool character who, um, like I said, we, we have characters that mess with the different elements, like Chandra and um, Jaya do fire, and uh, Mu Yanling, which I'll get in a second, does wind, and... Um, I guess Kira messes with water. It doesn't really do water magic necessarily. But anyway, Koth is our, our, earth, our, our, our earth sort of um, elementalist, if you will. Next, Liliana Vest. So Liliana um, comes from... Uh, she's one of our original Lorwyn Five. She's from Dominaria originally. Uh, Liliana is a, um, uh, a necromancer. Uh, we made her to be very, very black. And what's more black than a necromancer? Uh, and so she connects with zombies. So um, we have a lot of a lot of planeswalkers interact with specific uh, creature types. Um, she a- actually interacts with with um, zombies, um, and she does her her sweet base is things. Uh, she has she can do some kill spells, and she definitely can mess with the graveyard and stuff. Um, and Liliana is definitely Liliana has been a character that's gone through a lot of different stor- uh, stories and stuff. She actually started um, as a sort of a mono white healer way back when. Um, well, I guess she was even the the early version was mono black, but she she had some some of her would go way back in her character more more before we showed her as a card. She started as a healer. I guess she's even black in the first time we showed up, but she um she ended up doing something she wasn't supposed to do to save her brother. She accidentally cursed him to vampire uh, to uh, zombieism or vampirism. I guess she made him a zombie, not a vampire. Um, but anyway, the trauma of that sparked her, and uh, she she is a definitely fun character who has a lot of attitude and definitely does things that she wants to do. Next up is Luca. So Luca is from Ikoria. Uh, he's all about bonding with animals. Although, unlike um, unlike with Mau uh, and Yengu, uh, he doesn't travel with his animals. So he tends to bond, like he'll travel to a new world and bond with a new... So he always has a native creature that he's bonding with. Uh, but he's really good at bonding with creatures. Um... I think he was once in the military. Like, he's a good strategist. He's mono-red. Um, and he's he plays a little bit in, into the military aspect of red that we don't... Uh, the, the fighting aspect that we don't often... Uh, and, and like I said, he's sort of... He's good at he's good at strategy, and he bonds with animals. It's kind of his thing. Uh, a bit of a bad boy. Okay, next, we have uh, Mu Yanling. Uh, so she is... Oh, it says here she's a hydromancer. Oh, so maybe maybe she is. I was thinking she is an air mancer. She's a water mancer. Uh, so uh, anyway, she messes with water, um, and 
once again, she came out of us doing the the Chinese uh, the corset for the Chinese market. Um, her and uh, Yangu. So um, once again, I think uh, she came out of um, uh, Chinese mythology. I believe uh, she also is from the plane of mountain and seas. Is the the plane the two of them are from? Next up is Nahiri. So Nahiri is a core. Um, and she's from Zendikar. So, we knew her for a long time as the Lithomancer, because she, uh, her magic deals with stone, uh, and she's very good at making things out of stone. She tends to make, she can make, um, uh, monoliths out of stone, and she can make weapons out of stone. Um, she was one of the three planeswalkers that originally imprisoned, uh, the Eldrazi on Zendikar. Her and Sorin and Ugin. Um... And then what ended up happening was she stayed on Zendikar to guard and make sure that the, Eldra- the Eldrazi didn't get out. And then, uh, through a series of events, uh, Soren trapped her in the Hell Vault. Uh, and then when she got out of the Hell Vault, she was pretty upset about it. And then went and went, decided to sort of um, take it out on Soren and Soren's home plane of Innistrad. Um, and... I had a big role in the Shadows Over Innistrad story. Um, she then recently showed up uh, on, in, on Zendikar, in the Zendikar Rising. Um, she very much cares... She's a character. She's a red-white character. Um, she very much cares about um, her uh, Zendikar and her people. Um, but she has been wronged, and, and she's definitely very angry about it. And um, uh, ha- ha- she... It's not, like, she's one of the interesting, she's a villain, but in the sense that it's not that her core things that what drives her is villainous, but somehow in the way she executes some things can be a bit villainous. Okay, I'm going I'm to do three more and, and then call it. Uh, 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 next up is Narset. So Narset's blue, white, red. Uh, she was from the Ojitai on Tarkir. Uh, we first saw her as a, um, well, so originally she was, um, in the Ojitai clan as a legendary creature, and then when Sarkin went back in time and changed the timeline, she ended up becoming a planeswalker. Um, so she is... Um, I think she is... Uh, uh, oh, uh, Narset is um, neuro... Um, atypical. Uh, and uh, so... She, she, and she, she is someone who is very in, uh, she's a good fighter. She's very into sort of, um, learning and, uh, meditation and stuff. And, um, I know she is friends with, um, Tamio and, uh, Johnny, I believe. Um, next up, Nicole Bolas. So he might be the oldest planeswalker. As far as a planeswalker that we knew the character, well, I guess Urza technically is the oldest, but um, a very, very old planeswalker. Nicole Bolas uh, is a dragon, a legendary dragon, elder dragon, that first showed up in Legends, the third ever expansion. Uh, he was blue, black, red then. Uh, he was a bad guy. Uh, he's just become one of Magic's major bad guys. He was the main uh, uh, antagonist of the War of the Spark storyline that went on for three years. Um... He's super smart. He he's a mastermind. He plans everything out. Uh, he really he's one of those things that you know ma- master plans major things. And he had a big plan to try to um, steal the spark from a whole bunch of planeswalkers and become uber powerful. Uh, the, his whole thing is he was once super powerful, and then the mending depowered a lot of the planeswalkers, and he was trying to recapture that. 
Um, anyway, he's right now disparked and trapped in his meditation realm. But who who can keep a, an evil dragon down? But r- right now he's he's imprisoned. Um, and we're going to end today on Nico Eris. Uh, Nico is an athlete from Theros. Uh, uh, um, non-gendered. Um, uh, Nico can make uh, these shards, these metal shards, uh, and then uses them. Um, and they can contain living things in a pocket dimension. Is I think how they work. Um, he's white. Uh, they're white blue. Um, and yeah, I, I, the interesting mechanical thing was uh, interacting with a, a token type that's unique to the character. Uh, and we did some stuff. So uh, when Nico when, when Nico shows up again, I'm sure uh, they will they will use the shards. Um, but as a character, we uh, we like the idea of uh, we were looking for a character on. Uh, I'm returned to Theros, um, Theros Beyond Death, and um, we like the idea of making a um, non-binary character. So that's that's how Nico came about. Anyway, guys, um, I'm I, I just got to the halfway point, uh, and I can see my desk. Uh, so we all know that means these are the it means this is the end of my drive to work. Um, so instead of talking magic, I'll be making magic. Um, I will continue this next time. I, I, I got through half of them, so obviously the other half will come. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed hearing about all the Planeswalkers, and I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.